Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Hey guys, are you planning your next litter of puppies? Or maybe you just finished your foundation bitch and you're ready to start some health testing. Embark, creator of the highest rated dog DNA test on the market, offers specialized testing just for breeders. And while they're offering a few different tests, only the Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit was made to provide breed relevant disease screening for your purebred dogs. It includes traits testing, like coat color and body size, DLA diversity testing, breed ancestry, easy to download OFA submission reports, and the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use code PUREDOGTALK to enjoy $20 off each Embark for Breeders dog DNA test kit in your order. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use code PUREDOGTALK. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I'm always excited to talk to my guests, but I have to tell you guys, this is like old home week. I have today for us, Will Bratcher, Jan Butler, and Terry Ebert. And these three fabulous people I have known since they got their very first show dog. They are OG, literally the original Pure Dog Talk patrons, and they have made an absolutely amazing journey in their chosen breed as owner handlers, working also with professional handlers. And I just feel like their story is so valuable and so inspirational because literally, you guys, if these guys can do it, anybody can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. Jan, hello? (laughs) So we're going to start with our usual. We're going to start with a 411. And when I say that, understand I'm not picking on these guys. I'm saying Jan was terrified of dogs. She had been bitten. Terry did not come from dogs. Will was a competitive athlete, but he was not a dog guy. So this is absolutely an amazing story. So who's taking the 411 of where we started? Well, yes, I was bitten in the face at five and could not even be in a room with the dog. But, you know, you marry somebody and they say, hey, there's these cool dogs called St. Bernard's. They're huge. I didn't know that either. (laughs) And I met them in Mount Hood and I really want one. And there's where it began. And I think our first pet dog was from the Nifty Nickel. It was after Christmas. I said, oh, we'll just go pet the puppies. That was how it began. So the thrifty uh, nickel. I like it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, you know, we were at Home Depot and picked up a nickel ads. The nickel ads. And And the next thing we did was, was, well, we'll go to the bank and get the money. And I said, we better hurry because there were other people coming to get that puppy. Yeah. And then we were living on a boat for six months with a St. Bernard puppy. 
which is not smart. <laughs> We're by in the between way. buying houses. In Seattle, Washington, in right. the rain. Right. Yeah. Well, and then it was the year of the bad snow. So that was just, you know, we were on an icy dock and it was, <laughs> it was oh not my awesome. gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So how did you get from the thrifty nickel to Stan and Jen Zelensky? That's pretty much of a step up in dog world. So we had one pure dog in between from a breeder. And then we had wanted to get one more. And of course, I'm looking around and they say, well, the dog's got to go to a show home. I'm like, I don't even know what a show, what, what is that? And I don't even know what a show home is. After three interviews with the Zelinskis, we got this dog and we committed to going to show it. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. That but they dog. sent us to Marty Glover. They will help you. The Zelinsky said, Marty Glover will help you. Okay, great. So we go meet Marty Glover and. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this dog's great, whatever. And that's when I met you guys also. Right. I yes. think so, yeah. It is, because that's when Marty and I were working together is when you guys got Cowboy. That's yeah. right. And then the next thing you know is he takes the dog away to train him, which I didn't think was part of the deal. But I was like, oh, that's really weird. You put your dog in a van with somebody else, and they mm-hmm. go away, and they get trained. But anyway, his first show, he got a major as a puppy. And of course I had to ask, what's a major? Yay, what's a major? And and we learned a lot there, right beginning, right at that story. So that's the beginning of our show career. And then we went on to, he became a champion. And then I thought I wanted to handle the dog. I don't know. I like a challenge, but. With the North I, yeah. I will never forget that first handling lesson at the Bremerton Dog Show. Yeah, yeah, I needed help, but anyway. But I was trying and I still try. I'm not great at it. I'm not quite the same mindset as my husband. So he's definitely much better, but I need to up my game a bit for sure. Wait, 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 wait. Let me add something though, Laura. Okay, Terry. You know, the thing that is a hallmark for us is that we have Will. He was in 4-H. His mother was a cutting horse rider. So he came from an animal mentality of part in your family And then, of course, I had no dogs in my life. Right. I was wanting to get you in this because you were definitely not the dog person. Oh, my gosh. My mom, like, was no dogs and blamed it on my brother's asthma. But my mother, I mean, I grew up in a house where everything was in its proper place and it was designer. And it wasn't that we had a ton of money as much as my mother just liked really nice things. So, you know, I didn't grow up with dogs. I had a lot of friends that had dogs. I didn't really fawn over dogs. So when they bring home, first off, it was Bruiser. He was our first purebred. And who was the biggest love muffin in a billion percent dedicated to Will. And, you know, Will, once he gets started, for those of you that are interested, if you have someone like this in your family, you just roll with it. And so Jan learned to roll with Will. He said, well, I think we need... A third dog, as a matter of fact. I mean, who doesn't want three St. Bernards, which is equivalent to 450 pounds? And so that was a hallmark is we roll with Will and to Jan where she was headed. We are consummate learners and there is no pride in how we enter this. We come in saying we don't know anything. So we're willing to ask everything and we'll ask anybody And that's a hallmark for us. Yeah. First and foremost, our dogs, they are our pets. I think, you know, of the quote of they are our pets. And they are. They bring so much joy to us just hanging out. And that's how we got Terry integrated is 
Terry was going through treatment for breast cancer and I had this crazy ass idea to, hey, why don't we call a St. Bernard? This would be a great thing to do. Something to focus on that's kind of positive. There'll be a puppy, they'll be cute, whatever. And that's how we lured Terry into this journey with us. And it was the best decision. Absolutely. I would totally tell somebody to do that again. And I think the friendship that you guys share on your journey, I think is fabulous. And now it gets to be Will's turn because I want to hear from the current man of the hour. Will, you were an Olympic level competitive swimmer, correct? Correct. Early on. So talk to us a little bit about how you, it's like you got into Westminster, only you got into the Olympics, right? So how do you take that? And now he's in both. Exactly. (laughs) So how do you take that mindset and put that into what you're doing? I think foremost, you do it for the fun. As soon as you lose that perspective, you need to get out. The other one I have is the stick and stay and make it pay. You learn a lot of things from training working to build endurance and everything else. I apply the same thing, believe it or not, towards my dogs. It's like here, I like to work it as a training center. I look at them, I watch them, just like my coach used to watch me. It's about technique. It's about endurance. It's the whole package. And then having the home that they have second to none. That's just great. We have a great creek. We have a great facility, four acres. They can run and exercise, and they do. So with that being said, For people who get into the owner-handler, it's scary at first, but when you really start winning and start doing it, you forget about how nervous you used to be. Now you just start worrying about, how did I handle? How am I running? Is the dog performing? It's just like running a race car, too. I mean, it's amazing. You just want to fine-tune and keep improving. And I still, to this day, if I don't think I did as well as I I'll go to the judge and ask, what can I do to improve? And I've had judges just look at me and go, you know, you sound like a junior. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm an owner handler and it all means everything to me. And I've been getting tremendous amount of coaching, encouragement, and just that whole mentality of just keep going, keep going, don't stop from the professional handlers. They've given me so much encouragement and help in handling and tips. There are so many things when you get down the nitty gritty (laughs) and just little things can make a big difference. So it's been pretty humbling. And I've really, really gotten quite an education. It's not that easy. (laughs) I have a lot more respect for handlers in general, just the whole, it is your life. It really is. It does become a lifestyle. (laughs) So I got to go back to this one because this is new and I am absolutely stick and stay and make it pay. Yes. I love that. I want to put brackets around that. Because I want everybody to hear it because that is perfect. It's catchy. It stays in your head and it means something. So Mm -hmm. from the beginning of, we don't know anything. We've tried to keep learning. And that very first time that you went in the show ring, tell us about that trip for you in your mind, this journey from, The first time I saw you show the dog was at Orlando a number of years ago. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was a rodeo. So I want to talk about that. And then to today, and I want you to tell us where your dog is so people can understand this journey. Well, when it comes to the handling part, 
my wife was the one doing the handling in the beginning. We went to NorCal and I sat back in my chair being the worst critic there could be. And I finally said, that does it. I'm taking Marty's advice. I went to Goodwill and bought a suit, Kohans, threw it on and showed up, handled my own dog. And then the nobody next- recognized him when he showed up. Yeah, nobody seen me in a suit before. <laughs> but it was for like less than seventy dollars. I had a whole outfit on. And Man, when I'm you say NorCal, there. you're talking about the Saint very Bernard's large Saint Bernard specialty in Northern California. And then by the following next year, I came back and got a award of merit. So it was the beginning of a long trip. And I'll be honest with you, the very first ribbon I ever got, I cherished it. I just thought this is huge. And then to think today. I can say I got five best in shows in one show, five days in a row. Yeah, five owner handlers and a regular best no, in show. Four, and then four, four owner handlers and a regular. Okay, person. so that's what I want to talk about right now because this is the ultimate of made it, right? So I started <laughs> with a seventy dollar Goodwill outfit, and now I have a dog, different dog. This is yes. four or five years down the road. You have another right. dog. And you just at one set of shows in Arizona, one owner handled best in show four days in a row and won a regular best in show with a smooth St. Bernard at one of the largest winter circuits with all the players. So how did that feel? First, it was shocking. And then it was like the thing that made it really special was how many professional handlers hug me and show their gratitude. I mean, it's emotional. It's hard because it's just so much love and, you know what I mean? And people just saying, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's why you see me in the ring cheering them too and helping them. It still sends chills down my spine to think that even happened. And I am so grateful for great judges that have recognized a dog that has been so underappreciated. I'll be honest with you, because the smooth coat is the foundation of our breed and I think they are owed a lot more credit than they're getting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that is amazing. And Terry, I think it's your turn now because you guys all got to be there to watch this, right? You currently live in Montana, but you were all there, right, Jan? Right, Terry? Right. Right. Tucson, I'm the, Arizona. I'm yeah. the scheduler and I scheduled this show because I thought we needed some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to go to Arizona. It'd be fun. She really said that. We went down there saying, we're just going to go have some fun. And recently purchased an RV. So we're tuning up. How do we put Will on the road? And I said, yeah, let's go. So he drives. We fly. We show up. And I mean, we all have our responsibilities. And I'm always making sure that we're having fun. Because it gets stressful when you're an owner handler or whether you're a professional handler, like it is your thing. And Will is the epitome of competitiveness. And Jan is too, a totally different type of competitiveness. So I'm always like, we are here to have fun. And then secondly, we have no expectations. Like we go in thinking if someone looks at our dogs, we think we've hit the cat's meow at that point. Because it's just, it's such a blessing. And you see how hard people work. And people do this for their livelihood. So we went and, you know, you come out of breed and you're like, "Woo! thank God. Now we go to working group. And, you know, nine times out of 10 in the past five, six years, we got nothing. We got nothing, but we got a cut. And then we said, oh my God. And we cheered for the cut. And 
we believe, and I think that we all want to win. We all think our dog is the best dog and it should be. It's your dog that goes home with you, as I've heard say multiple times. But when we watched Will go from working group and then into the regular groups and got a placement, he got a three and he got a four and I think he even got a two and then he got that one. I mean, I think Jan and I, we kind of just stared at each other and then we looked at Will and then we kicked into action. How do we keep in? How do we keep him cool? How do we get him ready for the next one? Holy crap, he's got to go in for owner handler. Like you just don't stop thinking. And then at night, we just stare at each other. <laughs> just happened. Oh, really good Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. We would just look at the ribbon and we'd look at Will and I would say, do you know what just happened? And he would shake his head and he'd be like, yeah, I'm still digesting it. Because it is such a gift. And it is so cool to know that some people along the way thought your dog was good enough for that. And it's about the dog and we know it and we'll work like hell to get there. I'm still getting chills right now because it's so awesome. It was definitely surreal. Mm -hmm. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trupanion cares passionately about pets and makes sure their policy has what it takes to serve you and your furry companions. In fact, they are the first pet insurance provider to cover certain health conditions associated with breeding animals through their specialized breeding rider. Their industry-leading coverage does not stop there. Trupanion's free breeder support program also allows you to send your litters home protected with an offer for a Trupanion policy. Learn more about all of the perks that Trupanion offers breeders by following the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com. So now, Jan, if you have five pieces of advice for everybody out here who's listening, who all have chills with you, five pieces of advice from what you learned from watching Will, from how Terry's been involved, five pieces of advice that you want to share with our listeners that are doing this either with a handler, on their own, however they're doing it. What's your best advice? Well, the number one advice is it's about the dog and their health and well-being. You know, we have had, Cowboy got to the point where he says, I'm done. I don't love this anymore. He would lick the floor because he liked the girls, but you know, he just didn't like it. And I'm like, okay, I'm done because this is just wrong for Dexter him to, and then Dexter kind of got to the same way. So that's the first thing is when the dog is done, I'm done. I'm not going to do anything. I don't really care about whatever. I think the other one is, I think professional handlers are your friend. People can think, you know, oh, yeah, you know, the professional handler always wins or whatever. Well, you got to be a good handler, right? Like Will's worked on his handling skills to show up like a professional handler. That's the bar you're going for. But they are your friends. They are a wealth of advice on everything. Grooming. Hey, you should show up to this show. Blah, blah, blah. Everything. And, you know, we used to do stuff in the very beginning. And I think you remember this was like we bring our handlers lunch, right? <laughs> yeah. you know? And help them shop. And I mean, you guys were amazing. And I think that sort of camaraderie and understanding of teamwork and how owner handlers and professional handlers can work together for me is such a big takeaway from this. Yeah, I think so. I think it's teamwork and use it as a team and you can help. They're the experts, though, so don't get in their space. 
you know, I mean, like know when your deal is, but I still ask handlers what I call probably not very smart questions, but they're very patient with me. There's no dumb questions. I think inviting Terry to the table was really fun. We did it for a totally different reason, but it's been really good. And then I think this year, it's been just a crazy year. And we've kind of divided and conquered and figured out each one of us has our own roles and responsibilities and what we bring to the table. We all have three different personalities, but figuring out how to kind of leverage those to the best. Will stays very calm. So I try to not make him crazy by not being calm. And so sometimes Tara will say, walk away. time you go get like a snow cone or something, <laughs> right, whatever. Terry, I definitely see you as the manager of this whole circus. We have had a lot of fun and, you know, we give each other a lot of grace. I mean, Jan and Will and I, we've been living together by the grace of it all the <laughs> yeah. for two years yeah. almost. I mean, in their house, in their presence, with their dogs, and we all participate But when you truly love somebody and you truly love what you're doing, you can make anything happen. And, you know, I think to her point together, we bounce and we flex and we may get upset, but then we always turn around and hug and do everything. And the other thing is, is in the end, back to the fun thing, if I could just say this for those people listening, I don't want to be the only person clapping. I want everybody to clap for everybody. I have watched time and time again, professional handlers, juniors, all these people. And I'm out there. I'm going to keep clapping to the end of the world because I think that we all come to this event and it's a competition and we are so happy to be there. And then we get wound up in our stuff. You know what? Someone's in the ring showing their dog. A few claps is going to make everybody feel excited. And I can't tell you how many people have said, I heard you clapping. Or we watched you guys clap for us. And in the end, we want you to have some fun because you've just spent a crap load of money, drug your drug across God and creation to get there. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I mean, there's just so many good things happening. So I just want to plug that we all need to remember to start clapping for everybody and showcase ourselves out there. And that's a little bit about putting back into the sport kind of what you take out of it. And that's a little bit about the teamwork. But, you know, sportsmanship is huge. It's hard sometimes though, right? You're sad. You got beat. You thought you were going to win. But then if you sit there and wallow in it, you're going to be miserable. Or you can turn it around and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to go clap for that person in the group because you know what? It's good for my breed. Sometimes you have to realize after we won the five best in shows, went to the next show and I didn't even get breed. (laughs) I walked out of there and it's very easy to have kind of an ego thing or whatever, it's very easy to walk away and say, well, that judge doesn't know what he's talking about. It's so easy to do that because you're on its high that you've never had and it'll really mess with you. And make your life miserable. And that's when I look to the professionals and I say, wow. And I have one person I have to do a shout out to is Pam Gillian. And she says, you know, you got to look at it this way. Some days you're the bug. Some days you're the windshield (laughs) and it all comes down to whatever that judge decides. And you have to realize it's their decision, not mine. It's only my decision whether I want to accept it and go home or have fun. So I go have fun. You know, that's what it's about. And to encourage the other person who did get it. Hey, they worked just as hard as I did. So why not clap for him and support him? Go to the groups and, you know, we, we can't get enough support in it as it is. And 
when I'm the only guy out there and I think there's nobody else out here and I hear somebody clapping for me, dude, it makes me feel so good. Like somebody really knows we're there. And what we have found is it is a little contagious. If you yeah. start to do it, other people, people do start to do Absolutely. it. Yeah. And so it becomes the thing. Being leaders in your space. I'm so proud. I feel like a proud mom. I can't help it. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the other thing. I find people get in a situation where there was a guy at the show that just before I went in to get my last two best in shows in one night, I was out helping with his generator. <laughs> yeah. I'm always worried we don't have enough shirts because he's out there with. But I like doing that. I saw him in trouble and like, hey, what's going on here? So. With oil on his hands. <laughs> that would be Will. But anyhow, it's interesting. And, you know, you can help people and do things in so many different ways to encourage and keep people positive. And it just, what comes around goes around, you know, <laughs> it's a good old thing. Called that karma. is absolutely for real. <laughs> Okay, Terry, I'm going to have you step in here and talk to us a little bit from your I'm the happy manager boss role. (laughs) Talk to us about what's the team? What's the goals going forward? You've had a great year. You've had some great success. What are the goals going forward? You know, the one thing we've learned is every day is a new day. Like whatever happened yesterday is not going to happen tomorrow. So currently, Will has just spent the entire week taking care of the RV, getting ready for its next big trip. And, you know, he's headed out of town. We're going to see people in Orlando. 5,000 miles. And we're excited because we know what to expect. Jan and I, she's been there a few times. Will was there with Cowboy. I did not get to see that crazy town show, I'm sorry to say. So I feel like I missed something. It was fabulous. But we know the lay of the land and we feel like, okay, now we know, but we don't know. We've never been with this dog and we're going to have both of our dogs there. And then by the grace of it all, we are one of the five St. Bernard families that got invited to Westminster for 2022. And I'll tell you what, I mean, it was one thing to know it was going to happen, but when you get that envelope in the mail, it's a bit freaky. And so I've been showing it off in my office at work. Because people need stuff to celebrate. And I'm excited. I'm excited to go have that experience. We know this is a ton of work. I mean, I'm the chief wellness officer, so I'm beefing our boys up. So listen, they're going to come toned and fed and ready to kick some butt, hopefully. And if they don't, we'll be over there cheering for somebody else. We're very excited and very blessed for this next part of our journey. That is amazing. I love that. And okay, in closing. Jan, you also were a competitive athlete and Will didn't make it to the Olympics in 1980, but now you're making it to the garden. Give me the comparison. Huh? Well, they boycotted the 80. Yes. They boycotted the 80 Olympics. That's the only reason he didn't go. So I'm saying. (laughs) I'll be honest. Something to add with what Terry was talking about stuff is for our schedule, we want to finish out strong. We want to finish this last three shows as strong as we can, as focused as we can to see it through. And that will finish our year. Then we get to reschedule and start all over. You know, we've even had people say, why don't you put a professional handler on your dog at Westminster? And I'm like, you know what? This is an owner handler's journey. We have a smooth coat, St. Bernard. We've been the underdog the whole way and we're the number one all breed saint. So, I mean, we're doing okay. Let's just finish the journey and see what happens. But Will has got such a mindset because I think he doesn't get nervous. And so therefore your dog doesn't get all wiggy. I think he learned that. I don't think that was the case with Cowboy, but I think it is now. And they're so connected. 
he and the dog. And so, you know, you just do your best and enjoy the journey and don't get so wiggy on the ribbon. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you'll get the most enjoyment out of it. And you know what? When you least expect it, great things happen. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Will, Jan, Terry, Ian, you guys, good luck to you all. Super excited for your journey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for this time. Yeah, we're excited and we really appreciate you inviting us here and giving us a chance. So power to the owner handlers and the professionals who are training us. That's what I'm saying. I like it. Kudos to you, Laura, for the Pure Dog Pop, because as new people, newish people, I mean, I'm always looking for, okay, I know there must be a pure dog talk on this topic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, which can I do? There's a podcast for that. I promise. There's a podcast (laughs) for that. And it's super easy, accessible. And I think even during the pandemic, people could really up their learning on that. So thanks for offering that because it is really easily accessible. And Perry and I, well, we listen to it a lot. Got a big, long drive coming up. And now you have a whole (laughs) library of stuff. Awesome. All right, you guys, I so appreciate you sharing just your hearts. And to me, this story just moves me in an amazing way and nothing to do with my involvement. Just, I love the way you guys think about it and the way you approach it. And I think you are specifically and intentionally able to offer people fabulous insight. And if everyone in our sport had your hearts, this would be a phenomenal place. I think it still is. (laughs) It is. Thank Thank you. you. It is. All right, everybody. Good luck to everyone. Good luck, everybody. You guys, I am so excited. I've been wanting to create a live call-in show forever. So finally, I decided to just do it. (laughs) Dog shows, dog grooming, dog handling, dog breeding, you name it. Join the conversation live and get trusted answers to all of your questions. No more Facebook groups, no more 20,000 answers to the same question, just solid knowledge. Amazing. Start planning now. Visit the Pure Dog Talk Facebook page for a link to our YouTube live lightning round with Laura. Be on the lookout for live chat opportunities, special guests, they'll be a secret, live calls from the audience, and more. Let's kick off the new year in pure dog talk style. Like the NPR of dogdom, pure dog talk is here for you to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech book. To bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. 
The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers Desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 